Welcome to the All About the Customer podcast brought to you by Influtive, where we talk with customer-obsessed people to uncover how you can be more customer-focused. I'm your host, Dan Kalmar. Today, I'm joined by Rod Cherkis. Rod is the CEO of Hello CCO and is a well-respected consultant and advisor to chief customer officers and their post-sale leaders. Rod has been a post-sale executive at several of Silicon Valley's most customer-centric companies, including Intuit, RingCentral, Marketo, and Gainsight. He's also the author of the best-selling book, The Chief Customer Officer Playbook, which is available on Amazon and other places too. Today, Rod and I discussed why marketing should have a larger role to play after the sale has been made. Rod is a customer-centric expert and has seen how some of the best organizations leverage marketing skill to continue to nurture that customer journey post-sale. Rod lays out the skill sets that marketers tend to possess to show you why they should work more closely with customer success teams. He talks about the current economic climate and why our existing customers are the best source of new bookings. And he dives into his book and why some marketers might want to consider going down the path of becoming a chief customer officer. Rod, welcome to the All About the Customer podcast. Really looking forward to our conversation here. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to our talk today. So you're the, you're the chief customer officer guy, but today we're going to be talking a lot about marketing folks and, and a little bit about chief customer officers. So you believe that marketing should have a bigger role to play post-sale. Uh, and, and that's really what customer marketing is all about, right? This idea that it doesn't have to be just a way to bring people in the door and then we pass it off to sales and then marketing goes away and never talks to our customers again. Like, what, Why do you believe that marketing has such an important role to play in that customer journey beyond just bringing them in the door? Especially today with what's happening at companies, increasingly it's important for companies to be able to maintain relationships with their existing clients and grow the revenue that they get. And marketers have an amazing skill set that I believe can be that much more valuable to the post-sale teams so that they can be contributing to the communications with customers after they've gone through onboarding and through their life cycle. They can introduce them to uh, the various resources that are available from the company that help them expand their maturity and they can contribute to the, the growth and retention. And so I believe that uh, marketers can play an increasingly valuable role in the customer success uh, types of organizations and in the post-sale experiences. So you, you touched on a couple of things there that I want to dive into. So one, you talk about w- what's happening now. So let's go into it. What's happening now? We're, we're recording this in you know summer of 2023. What's the environment right now? Yeah. So what's happening right now is a lot of software companies in particular are struggling to bring in new customers at the pace that either they forecasted for the year or that they they wish would happen. Um, In fact, some data that I've seen recently is that over 50 percent of new bookings at most companies are coming from existing customers rather than new logos. And you'd never get that impression by the noise at the company or what's happening at the board meetings where marketing and sales are talking about pipeline and leads and cost of acquisition. Um, But really... The post-sale experience is what's driving growth in in new bookings. And there's really nobody from marketing that is focused on contributing to that. They're relying just on the customer success teams or customers naturally finding out about it. So my belief, uh, and I've seen this in 
you know, kind of work well is that customer marketing can be collaborating with those post-sale teams and really focused on communicating messages to existing customers at the appropriate point to help them expand um, as appropriate and to build out uh, and leverage those skill sets. But it's a, it's a really tough environment now. Hopefully it will change, but it's unclear when, you know, IT budgets will open up and uh, new user growth, new logo growth is going to expand. But for now, figuring out how to communicate and market to your customers is increasingly critical. You know, you're somebody who's seen customer success done really well in, in, in your roles and a lot of the advising you do. Why do you, why do you feel like marketing hasn't been involved in that post-sale side of things? When we talk about they, they could be good at it, why haven't they historically been involved in that? Well, as, as you're aware, there's this growing function of customer marketing and, and marketing broadly can include a lot of different things. And in a lot of cases, it starts out of demand generation and folks that are you know working in the sales cycle to help generate leads into the sales pipeline that create close. One of the reasons that that is a focus area is one, it, it's, it's sort of easy to measure. There are frameworks already in place that teams can roll out, you know, messaging through different channels, there's personalization, you sort of either drive to online purchase, you drive to maybe a, a BDR, SDR team. And it's very easy to understand if you put in a certain amount of effort or cost to track that all the way through to how that turns into bookings or revenue for a company. And that turns into KPIs, it turns into incentive programs for marketing. The customer marketing is a little bit more ambiguous, where it's not as easy to figure out, you know, what is the value of setting up a webinar series for your existing customers to introduce them to additional capabilities that might be appropriate? What is the ROI of setting up email communications or uh, in a nurture stream or a newsletter or other types of digital channels to focus and follow up with existing customers to introduce them. So I think it's a little bit harder to measure it. And at times where marketing budgets are tight, you focus it on where you know you put a dollar in and you get some amount of dollars out. This can be a big problem with a lot of customer marketing initiatives. It can be difficult to show clear ROI. That's tough in the best of times, but in a time when budgets are being cut and higher-ups are looking for sure things, as if those exist, it makes it even harder to make the case. But there's also the flip side of this, that maybe this is the perfect time. Warren Buffett has a saying, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. So in these times of economic uncertainty, maybe this is the time to set yourself apart. I work with a lot of clients and many of them have, have marketing organizations and the best ones when they do have customer marketing, there's this nice collaboration with the post-sale teams to help them set up these nurture campaigns, these one-to-many resources, leveraging content. I mean, customer marketers have such a great skill set that would be valuable to these post-sale organizations. And a lot of times what I see is that the customer success management team sets up a, a digital marketing team or, you know, or what they call like digital touch for potentially a low value segment, or let's say their, their smaller customer segment and expects a CSM to know how to set up uh, programs 
that are digital based, like personalized emails and, you know, how to leverage uh, training resource content or how to set up webinars and other events that bring people in and how to measure that. And I'm just not sure that somebody that maybe was a, a CSM leader or used to working one-on-one with customers now has those skills to be able to build out that type of program. So one of the things that I really encourage is if a business is looking to hire that digital segment leader to have it come out of a customer marketing background because they have the skills to run those programs effectively, you know, know how to do personalized messaging and a solution like HubSpot or Marketo. They know how to attract people to events and webinars and one-to-many that can be done in a cost-efficient way. And they know how to sort of lead people along to outcomes that they want, which maybe is introducing them to a new module in your product or to learning about a new capability that can be an add-on purchase. But it's such a good skill set to have to bring in that I think not enough companies are leveraging uh, people with that customer marketing background. Yeah, and that's great. And that, that was the other thing that I wanted to come back to is what you thought the marketing folks brought to the table. Uh, and I think you already answered that. So why do you think that so many new bookings come from existing customers? Is it that new logo growth is down so the numbers are skewed or is there more at play here? When you think about the ability for companies to cross-sell and upsell, I, th- I think one of one of the areas is you're right. You know, new bookings from new logos are going down, so that just means that there is a shift. But there's also a emphasis that's coming from you know CEOs and CFOs to really have their post-sale teams focused because they know they're not getting the bookings from the new sales. So they're working with their existing customer and saying, hey, what can we do to expand relationships? What can we do to uh, increase price at renewal? What can we do to have them purchase add-on products or solutions? So there's a lot more emphasis on that. And I think that can be effective at, you know, when it's high touch and when you have, let's say a CSM or maybe a professional services resource that's working with an account. And it comes from the AEs as well, who, you know, if they don't have uh, the pipeline and they're not investing in generating new pipeline, then they're focused more on existing customers. But what you're also missing is potentially the contribution that customer marketing can make to help move those customers along without requiring like a reach out from an account executive or a reach out from a customer success manager to introduce them. The same concept that happens in pre-sales where you do, you know, segment-based marketing or vertical marketing and you get people to visit your website and learn about it. And, and then later on, when they're a little bit closer to buy, you have them interact with one of your salespeople. That same concept can be happening in uh, the existing customer world, you know, through effective use of customer, you know, the customer marketing skill set. And how much of this do you think is just the nature of our times right now, where this is just kind of how we can grow our businesses versus a fundamental shift? Like once budgets loosen up in the SaaS space and and we start focusing on new logos again, are we just going to completely forget about existing customers? Or do you feel like this part of it is here to stay? I hope that it's here to stay. My my career has been built around, you know, focusing on the needs of customers and how do you create great experiences for them all along the way. Great handoffs, 
great execution, learning at the point of need, when they have issues around support, and you know, as a, as a chief customer officer, as a post-sale executive at a number of growing companies, that's kind of my focus. And I know others have their, their sort of swim lanes and specialization, but I don't think it's an either or. I think that companies can grow that much faster if they can continue to bring in new customers, you know, into their pipeline, into their base, and then also can leverage the resources um, that they have internally to help grow existing customers, to make them successful, to help retain them more. Uh, and I think what has just, what has happened has been that, you know, it does feel like an either or, and that a, a chief marketing officer may feel like, okay, I've got a certain amount of budget and I've got like the primary goal of driving new logo bookings and it gets allocated to that and not enough goes to how you can influence growth from your existing customers. And I, I've seen it work well. And I'll, I'll, I can tell a story in a minute about uh, an experience at Marketo that we had where it was just very effective and helped influence you know, how I think about the role of customer marketing when it's available. And you mentioned that it, it feels like it has to be this either or. How do you make it not an either or? Is it just a matter of thinking more holistically about this customer journey and bringing all these teams together? Like, How do you not make it an either or of focusing on new logos versus existing customers? Well, one of the ways is I think that chief customer officers or those executives responsible for the post-sale team could, should have customer marketing in their set of direct responsibilities. If not, I believe that they should have customer marketing that indirectly reports to them, but it's allocated to them. Too often what happens is that chief customer officer or post-sale leader has to beg and borrow from some other pool of marketing resources, and they get a, a sliver of some person's time to help with different types of programs. I'd love to see it in their organization because then you could make decisions about you know, how best to apply it. When I was at Marketo, uh, there was a guy named Michael Brown who was in our customer marketing organization and worked directly with our post-sale team. That was his full-time job was to help be a resource. We didn't have skill sets that, I mean, even though we were Marketo at the time, right? Our post-sale teams didn't have access to our instance of Marketo to be able to run programs against our existing customers. The programs against our existing customers were run by our demand generation organization. So we had, we needed to be able to influence that. We couldn't run our own webinars. We had to sort of influence another group. We had this, uh, this leader, Michael, who was sort of a, li a little bit on our side, where he was an advocate for, you know, helping customers get successfully implemented, helping them expand adoption, helping upsell and cross-sell products at the appropriate time. And he could be a resource into these other teams that controlled the communication levers. And I think that's one of the gaps that we currently have in this model where customer marketing may not be associated with the post-sale teams and the folks that control the levers for communication, for event creation, exist elsewhere and their primary jobs is to bring in and help acquire new customers do you get a lot of pushback from people when you say that marketing should roll into the chief customer officer 
Is that kind of heresy to some people? Well, I'm not necessarily saying like all of marketing. Marketing has a ton of different functions, but I do feel like customer marketing could be a function that reports into the chief customer officer that's thinking about, you know, how do you communicate effectively to your existing group of customers to help expand adoption, to help increase retention, to enable more, you know, cost efficient communications to customers it's particularly important today where you can't just hire more implementation consultants you can't just hire more customer success managers you have to think about how to do things in an, in an automated basis and in a repeatable scalable way and this is exactly the type of skills that customer marketers bring right they're data driven they know how to leverage these technology solutions to provide personalized messaging to customers at the appropriate time and place. They know the range of different marketing techniques to get customers to take action. Like who better to be able to bring into that type of environment where you're trying to help get your existing group of customers to do certain things and take actions. It can't just be you have a human that's calling every once in a while and telling them to do things. It can be on a much more automated and repeatable basis. So many nice things being said about customer marketers. I feel like they're gonna love listening to this episode and love hearing you, you praise their skill sets and how good they are at everything. Yeah, I love customer marketing. I think, I think they're, uh, they're underused in, uh, in some of the key areas. And so I've been uh, talking about it in, in various uh, group settings and other uh, podcasts and webinars. I think it's, it's just a, a different lens to how you can think about your role. And I don't know what's happening today in customer marketing. I know there's there's been uh, lots of layoffs uh, in technology companies over the past year in a number of go-to-market functions. So, you know, it's also another way that folks that may be thinking about expanding their career, the types of roles that might be interested in to think about you know, if you were a customer marketer and you're looking for new roles, thinking about taking on this kind of digital leadership in a post-sale organization. At a time when there are a lot of layoffs in tech, especially in marketing roles, that's an interesting thing for marketers to consider. We talk a bit later about if he's seen many marketers get into the CCO role, which, spoiler alert, he hasn't. But he also feels like customer marketing skill sets align really nicely with the needs of the CS side of organizations. For anyone listening who's between jobs, or even those in customer marketing, advocacy, and community who have jobs, it might be interesting to think how your role could fit nicely into other parts of the organization as we start to see a bit of an overlap with customer-facing teams. And so for those organizations where they're maybe not quite ready to have the shift of customer marketing report directly to the CCO, is there sort of an intermediary step where even if it doesn't roll in, they can at least start working better, not just get a sliver of this customer marketing's time, like you said? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think this is a great time of year with the budgeting cycle coming up to figure out your resource allocation. In the same way that uh, post-sale teams may segment their experiences and you might have a, a group that's focused on your strategic customers and another on your enterprise, another on your SMB. I would say that a marketing organization, even if they don't reallocate or, you know, 
structurally and say, hey, this customer marketer is you know, going to physically move over to the chief customer officer's organization, what you can do is segment your resources. And you can say, okay, this customer marketer or this group of people is going to focus on supporting this part of the business. They could focus on the part of the business that is contributing to uh, retention, contributing to expansion of revenue within your existing customer base. And you could decide whether it's available to all of it or you're going to focus on your strategic and the highest value customers. Um, so I don't think it needs to be an either or. I, I do. I talk about the you know taking it out and reporting the CEO a little to be a little bit provocative, but it also relates to what happens when you're that individual in customer marketing, and you've got multiple priorities and people that are sort of screaming louder for your needs, and how you then allocate your time if you're split across so many different priorities. And the point about defining your role as supporting your post-sale teams gives you some flexibility to work with that team, feel like you're a part of the leadership team, help set strategy, and then be responsible for the execution of it. And you mentioned that it's kind of a provocative idea to have customer marketing roll into CCO. Why do you think some people look at it as such a provocative thing? Well, I think because, you know, if, if it's sort of got the term marketing, it could and should report into a customer marketing, chief marketing officer. But I tend to think about things in terms of skills that people bring. As I mentioned earlier, the skills that a chief marketing, a customer marketer brings is that they're sort of helping to put together thoughtful, innovative programs. They're really able to prioritize objectives and manage resources. They're great at monitoring and measuring results to figure out what works and then they you know do more in the testing and so i i think that regardless of what the title is that the skill set of that person could be incredibly valuable while in you know when thinking about your post-sale experiences and how you deliver them for your existing customers it's also probably some nice mesh there too because chief customer role and customer marketing role, they're both kind of newer roles in the grand scheme of things, right? So maybe they can just commiserate on how there are these, you know, newer niche roles. There's probably some uh, overlap there in, in the, yeah. the sentiments they have with each other. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great call. And, and one of the reasons that I wrote my book, uh, The Chief Customer Officer Playbook, is there really hasn't been a book that described what the role is what are the responsibilities? What are the expectations? And what are the skills that are needed uh, to do that role? Um, I've been working with clients for two and a half years as part of my consulting business with dozens of clients and hundreds of leaders. And I've been a post-sale executive for just about my entire career. And over the last decade, this uh, role, this leadership role has become increasingly important. And, you know, lots of folks in the community uh, and practitioners have been talking about what it is. And so I, I interviewed lots of them and pulled together thoughts and have a point of view about, you know, what it takes to do that and the skill sets to develop in your career to become a chief customer officer. And frankly, I think the customer marketing uh, could also benefit from a type of book. I'm not sure I'm the best person to write that, but you're right. It is a little bit of a, of a new function. And 
what would it take to be a great customer marketer? I don't know. Maybe we can riff and create a book outline and have ChatGPT just pump it out. I've got a publishing logo already, so maybe that's our next thing. There you go. I think right after this podcast recording, we could probably go. that out. At least, at least get the prompts going. Yeah, I've got the rest of my day today. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just pump out a book. There you go. I, it's how hard could it be, right? <laughs> how hard could it be? <laughs> That's for another podcast. An- an- another podcast. We could probably do one on, on writing books. So, so I've got your your book here, Chief Customer Officer Playbook. T- tell us a little bit about the book. I mean, you, you gave a bit of an overview, but what's the idea of this book, and who is it really for? When or originally, maybe who was it for? And then I don't know if that's kind of changed as you've uh, been rolling it out. As you mentioned, it is such a relatively new function. Uh, there are about 200,000 chief financial officers in the world. There's over 50,000 chief marketing officers in the world. And according to my research, there's only about 4,000 chief customer officers. So there's a lot of companies, though, that deliver experiences to customers. And not all of those companies have an executive or leader who's single-mindedly focused on that. There are a lot of people that are kind of growing up in their career. Marketing as a function has been around for decades, sales and finance. But this focus on customer experience and the operational aspects of delivering it is relatively new. And so, you know, my interest was in providing a resource to either individuals who are chief customer officers or have similar roles. There's a lot of like vice presidents and senior vice presidents who are responsible for that customer experience and that you know maybe manage support or professional services or customer operations or customer education teams. But there's really not a guideline to say, you know, what are you, what is your scope? How do you explain it? What are your success metrics? And importantly, what are the skills that you need uh, to be able to do that well? And then below that, there's like tens of thousands of leaders that aspire to be that customer facing executive that maybe are a, you know, a CSM manager, maybe they're an implementation manager, that maybe they're an education leader. And so I laid out a framework for the skill sets to develop and wherever you are in your career, what are some of the activities that you can be doing? What are the things you can, very practical, what can you be doing today to develop a skill that would be useful in moving along this career path? And so that was what I, um, I pulled together and turned into the, the book, the Chief Customer Officer Playbook. And it's been a ton of fun. And, and you talked about how you know, different people can kind of see themselves getting into that role. And one part of the book, you, you have this interesting section where you, you start off by talking about the different paths that people took to get into being chief customer officer. A lot of it was people's first jobs as servers and stuff like that. You, you talk about, I think, your first path of working at your mom's uh, dry cleaning business, and that was your kind of first foray into customer obsession. Do you see many marketers making the transition to chief customer officers? I don't know that I've seen it yet, but I do think that they have key skills that would be important for that. They are data-driven. They generally understand the finances. They are effective at communication and messaging. Um, So I, I think that there are 
a lot of commonalities in the skill sets that it would take to be a customer facing executive that might come out of a customer marketer. The thing that I, I did notice when I was talking to lots of folks that have developed into post-sale leaders was that incredible set of them had some early experience that said like, I get just an innate passion and satisfaction from making other people happy, right? From Christy, who worked at a coffee shop and really liked to get the little swirl at the top of somebody's latte correct, or somebody that worked at an ice cream shop and loved seeing the you know, the, the smiles on kids when they get their ice cream with some sprinkles on it. Like there's, there's something about that. And it also takes a lot of energy to be able to work with customers that aren't happy. And not everybody likes that. Not everybody likes to be front and center and resolving, you know, challenging situations, sometimes having tough conversations, dealing with the pro, you know, sort of like the reactive crises, because you can't control everything. And so I think there is a set of skills that people bring into it that makes them a good customer facing executive. And I talk about some of these in the book. I mean, there, there's a whole set of skills I think are critical. Understanding the financial levers of a business is, uh, I found to be a core skill set, regardless of what functional organization people grew up in and, and got good at is they understood how what they were doing contributed to business outcomes. And that's another area that customer marketers are really good at sort of like knowing, hey, if I do this, I get this outcome, being able to tie the work you do to something that's important for the business. You know, th this book didn't come out 10 years ago. It's 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 a recent book, but the the nature of books is that you put them out and then the world changes around us. Is, is there anything since you initially wrote this book that you feel like is even more true than it was before? Is there anything that uh, has, has kind of, you've changed your mind on at all since you've initially put this book out into the wild? In the last chapter, I speculate about important trends for customer-facing leaders to be thinking about over the next year. And one of the top, I think it was like the number two trend was the evolution of artificial intelligence and the impact uh, that will have on customer-facing teams. I wrote the entire book myself uh, with like, you know, interviewing and writing notes and spitting it all out and, and getting it out on Microsoft Word in my, in my paper here. But I, I think that what has happened since then, because I sort of sent the book to copy editing for punctuation and stuff in about last November, was at the end of November, ChatGPT sort of became public. And there's this, you know, a, again, another topic. I'm speaking at a conference in a couple of weeks about artificial intelligence and its impact on customer success. So I'm following this very closely, but I think that's an evolving trend. And an area actually where customer marketers can help post-sale teams, because uh, you know, my belief is that a lot of marketing teams are starting to leverage ChatGPT and the creation of content to become more efficient in getting out various types of communications that post-sale teams really haven't even started to, uh, to evolve yet. So I think that's an area that could be another book at some point of the impact of artificial intelligence on post-sale teams and how post-sale leaders can benefit from, you know, from those types of capabilities.
at the very least, if you were, were releasing it now, maybe you move it up to the number one thing to focus on instead of number uh, two. It would at least be the number one trend to follow. Yes, there, there's likely that I probably would have built a section. You know, it was kind of interesting when I was writing the book, uh, the, the book ended up being sort of subtitled Eight Strategies. Initially, it was seven strategies. As I started the book sort of a year ago, March, the technology industry started to change and growth started to slow down. So I added a chapter about how post-sale leaders, how CCOs needed to be able to manage businesses in challenging times and how they might need to react differently when your budgets are flat or they go down or you're asked to support growth with no additional headcount. And how do you manage through that? What are some of the different techniques that one can apply when you're a little bit more resource constraint to improve productivity, to improve ROI, to help focus your priorities on things that give you the, you know, kind of the biggest bang for the buck. You know, I, I think that's an increasingly important aspect. And one of the reasons that this role of customer marketing, I believe, can be so important because in times where you are resource constrained, you just can't throw bodies at things. And customer marketers are skilled at how do you create these you know, repeatable, cost-effective, one-to-many types of communications and events and activities that don't require, you know, one-to-one interactions. Is there anything around the topic of how marketers can get more involved in the post-sale side of things or around the book or chief customer officer in general? Anything we haven't touched on already that you feel like would be good for the listeners to know? Well, I, I think what I would suggest for customer marketers is to make sure that you're, you know, you meet and become buddies with your customer success leaders, whether that's your uh, professional services or implementation leader or somebody that leads your customer success management organization. Have them on your short list of people that you meet with regularly. You're brainstorming about how what you can do can contribute to their business or make it easier because I'm not sure that those leaders are thinking about it because it's never been available. They've never had it be part of their team. But, you know, if you could get yourself onto that extended leadership team and maybe participate in their staff meeting, you know, once a month or participate in their strategy offsite, it just brings this additional lens into the business with options that they just don't know. It's a, it's just a new skill set that that I believe can be increasingly leveraged. And I can see that with my clients. I recommend this all the time uh, when I work with, with growing clients or clients that are sort of struggling to find, uh, you know, headcount or resources to do things is how do you leverage these cross-functional teams? How do you leverage experts across the company to help you do what you need to do? And your clients tend to be the CCOs themselves, or are you working like with organizations to help them? It's often the the CCOs or someone that is in that type of role, but maybe not with the CCO title. Not all companies, I think this is one of the challenges that I've seen is that there's a certain expectation that a CEO has for the uh, sort of level and impact of a C-level executive. And sometimes uh, the VP of post-sale, or they sometimes call it VP of customer success or VP of customer experience, might be sitting on the CEO's staff 
but their peers might be the CFO or chief revenue officer, chief marketing officer, but they haven't yet earned that C-level title. And in the book, I talk about like, what are the skills that one can develop to be performing and demonstrating at that C-level? Because it's not always just, I report to the CEO staff and therefore I'm a C-level. There's a certain level of leadership. There's a certain ability to communicate, drive things cross-functionally organizational impact that they have. And so I think that, that that skill development is real. And in the book, I outline, uh, you know, a number of steps that leaders can take to repeatedly build that skill to give their CEOs confidence. So rather the question I always end off these podcasts with is if you can give our listeners one piece of advice to get them more in the direction of being customer centric, what's one thing folks can do today, tomorrow to take the first step on that journey? So from a customer marketer, I would suggest one thing they could do is make sure you're actually talking to your customers to understand what they need and how you might be able to contribute to what they need from the organization. You can go follow up with them on calls. You can have them and reach out to them at events that you're organizing, but take time to ask them, what can we be doing for you? to help make your experience with our products better, to help expose you to other solutions that may help you in your business. Because a lot of times we get very caught up in what we think we know about customers or the data that shows what they're actually, you know, what they're doing through metrics without actually talking with them and asking them open-ended questions. So I encourage customer marketers and lots of leaders I work with to just go talk to them and ask them, find people that are willing to give you honest advice and feedback about your company and how you can help them. And that will help you prioritize and give you the stories that you'll need when you're um, trying to prioritize your initiatives or resources. If, if we're, if we're customer marketers, if we're chief customer officers and we're not talking to our customers, I think we're doing something wrong. Yeah, but you'd be shocked, right? Cause you get caught up in the day to day and it's very reactive and yeah, maybe you're on escalations and you're trying to resolve it and you're in lots of meetings. So you'd be shocked at how often you have leaders that don't make time in their schedule to proactively reach out to customers that can help them. Um, sometimes you can do that through a customer advisory board, but that again is is sort of infrequent, a little structured. What I'm talking about is just the informal, hey, you know somebody, you set up a call, you just want to get their thoughts or feedback about something that your company introduced or that they're thinking about because they love to be part of your process. And a lot of customers would love to have that ability to influence things at your company. Rod, this was excellent. I hope we inspired some marketers to at least consider the path towards the chief customer officer role. Uh, this, is, this is amazing. Thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. And if anyone in your audience wants to talk or think about you know, how they can advocate for their function um, internally, uh, how to participate more effectively in your post-sale teams, please reach out at rod at hellocco.com or visit my website at rodcherkis.com. And thanks, Dan, for the opportunity to talk to you today. I, ho I hope you don't regret giving out your email. That's okay. I think, I think it'll be okay. You didn't give out your phone number or anything, but... Think about my phone. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Rob. A lot of the conversations I'm having these days are centered around how outdated this idea is that it's marketing's job to just bring prospects in the door. 
And that's really what customer marketing is all about. That our customer facing teams can work more closely together and marketing has a key role in helping aid that post-sale journey. Rod said so many flattering things about customer marketers, and I know the ears of all customer marketers were burning while he said it. And it's true. Marketers have a lot of the skill sets needed to help aid that post-sale journey, but they're not being taken advantage of in a lot of organizations. Just like how those of us in marketing can lean on the skills of our customer success colleagues, they can lean on us as well to better enable them. Maybe not everyone listening wants to become a CCO, but I hope at least some of you are inspired to think of how your career trajectory might head in that direction. If you want to learn more, I recommend checking out Rod's book, The Chief Customer Officer Playbook. This has been the All About the Customer podcast brought to you by Influitive. I've been your host, Dan Kalmar. Until next time, I think I'm going to re-listen to all those nice things that Rod said about marketers. Finally, some credit, am I right? <laughs>